Well, good evening and welcome to this, our annual carol service. It is great to see you here this evening and also for those at home, though I can't see you, I hope you can see me all right. But enjoy and come and celebrate together as we worship the Lord who came among us. Matthew 1, 23 we read that the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Just to say that after I announce the first carol, the rest of the service will proceed unannounced. So let us join together for a moment in prayer. Let us pray. Lord, in this week before Christmas, and through this carol service, help us to see and hear the true Christmas message. Guide us in our worship and fill our hearts with love for you and for each other, so that all the honour and glory which is due to you we may give in true adoration and praise for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Our opening praise is once in Royal David City.
our reading from Isaiah chapter 7, verses 10 to 14. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz, Ask the Lord your God for a sign, whether in the deepest depths or in the highest heights. But Ahaz said, I will not ask. I will not put the Lord to the test. Then Isaiah said, Hear now, you house of David. Is it not enough to try the patience of humans? Will you try the patience of God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and will call him Emmanuel. And now from Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this.
Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 28. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she, who was said to be unable to conceive, is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her.
Micah chapter 5, verses 2 and 4. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Therefore, Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor bears a son, and the rest of his brothers return to join the Israelites. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth. Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 7. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place 
while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them.
Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 to 6. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar, and your daughters are carried on the hip. Then you will look and be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell with joy. The wealth on the seas will be brought to you. To you, the riches of the nation will come. Herds of camels will cover your land. Young camels of Midian and Ephah. And all from Sheba will come, bearing gold and incense and proclaiming the praise of the Lord.
Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 11. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judah, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. And after they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Jesus, our God, all over. 
John chapter 1, verses 1 to 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. And may God add his blessing to all these readings from his Word. In Luke 1, 26, we read, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. I wonder if you ever thought how out of the ordinary this must have appeared to a young girl like Mary. Here she is, minding her own business, probably looking forward to her marriage to her fiancé, Joseph, when out of nowhere an angel appears before her. Has anything like that ever happened to you? I think the nearest I ever came to it was I was part of a leadership team in a large religious gathering in a theatre just north of London. And as part of the leadership team, we were on the stage with probably a thousand people in the theatre And the person actually at the microphone turned around, looked at the group of us at the side on the stage who were leading, looked straight at me and said, John, I see hundreds of angels surrounding you right now. Wow. There's only one trouble. I couldn't see any of them. I couldn't hear them. I expected wings flapping or something. I had no sense of them being there at all. 
So I was left with this sense of surprise and also at the same time a little disappointed, though also some reassurance it was quite a difficult time in my life. But what about you? How would you react if in this carol service an angel suddenly appeared before you? Don't make the mistake to think that that is impossible. That's totally up to God. And even at Christmas, we can be mistaken in our thinking. Like the true story, and I emphasize this actually happened, of Freddie and John who were Chelsea supporters. Well, somebody has to be. And they were season ticket holders. And so they went along to every match to watch the game. But they couldn't help but notice that there was a spare seat, B14, right beside them. And they had a friend who would love to buy a season ticket and come with them so that the three of them could be together to watch the match. But week after week, this seat was empty. Then on the day after Christmas, on Boxing Day, much to Freddie and John's amazement, the seat was taken for the first time that season. John couldn't resist asking the newcomer, where have you been all season? Don't ask, he said. My wife bought me this in the summer and kept it as a surprise Christmas present. Don't make a mistake over this Christmas season. God could send an angel to you, but he may not. But more importantly, much more importantly, he has sent his son. And that's what we are celebrating. And you already have a season ticket to come and worship. So do keep it in a drawer somewhere for some future time. Worship him now in this carol service and always in the future. For this is much more than a warm, fuzzy feeling. This is the very core of life itself. So let us do exactly that as we join in a moment in our final closing carol. O come, all ye faithful, joyful, and triumphant. You see, it's so easy to sing the words because they're so familiar and not think about them. For we who have given our lives to Jesus are those of the faith. We are the only ones in all the earth who are joyful. Now, you might think that's a bit of an exaggeration. Yes, others have their moments, a promotion at work, a marriage, a new baby, some surprise. But those things are only temporary. Only Christians have that joyfulness which is eternal. Well, what about the last word of that line? Have you ever thought you were triumphant? Yeah, we all fail. 
much too often, but we come in repentance and are forgiven by the Savior. We triumph through Christ over the very devil himself. So come to Bethlehem as we worship together now. O come, all ye faithful, joyful, and triumphant. After nearly two years, it's great to have you back with us. I know it's, again, only temporary because of the way COVID's going, but it's been lovely having you help lead our worship today. Thank you as well over on the other side for the musicians who have helped also lead to those in front of me here who read the lessons for us and those on the desk at at the back. And to Tom Shaw for all the organising of this and for everyone else who has helped in any way. We conclude with the benediction, which we have used not very often, but you'll know it when you hear it. It's May the Lord, Mighty God. We're going to sing it together. It's to the tune Edelweiss.
Have a very happy Christmas.